Welcome to the Most True You podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Irene. I have coach Alicia Lyons with us today, and I am going to let her give a brief introduction about herself because we're going to be going really deep with her in conversation today. So Alicia, welcome to the Most True You podcast. Thank you. I love the concept of that, which is why I wanted to be on your podcast. (laughs) So I'm Alicia Lyons. I'm a master in neurotransformational coach, which is a lot of uh, fancy words for I help people change the neurology of their brains. (laughs) I love that. I like the fancy and the simple words. Uh, Those are all good. (laughs) So what does it mean for you at this point in your life to live as your most true you? I really love that you ask it at this point in your life because it does change as, as much as you think that you are who you are and that's who you are. But And I believe that that's true to an extent and it changes. So I grew up a pastor's daughter and at some point I got the message that I needed to be perfect (laughs) and I took it a step further because I'm an overachiever and I decided (laughs) to be your perfect version of Alicia, which meant that I have to figure out who your perfect version of me is, and then try to become that person, which is extremely exhausting. Sounds exhausting. (laughs) If, yeah, if you can imagine it's, it's, it's a lot of like, I'm, I'm going to be quiet in the beginning and kind of figure out who you are. And this is all subconscious. Like I didn't know I was doing this until, until I knew I was doing it. And Mm. I mean, I remember the exact moment that I was like, oh my gosh, I feel like I have to be your perfect version of me. And so who the authentic version of me is now, I'm someone who loves to laugh. And if a thought pops into my head, it comes out of my mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Because now trying to stifle that thought is really disruptive to me. And it's hard for me to be authentic without sharing the thought. Mm. And I mean, I don't, I don't know how to describe like who the, who my authentic person is. It's just like, like, you just got to get to know me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What a switch that is from you trying to be somebody else's most perfect Alicia. You're just like, well, this is who I am. And at some point you'll figure it out. That's a 180. That's awesome. It's totally opposite. <laughs> okay, so tell, can we go back to that moment when you realized that you were trying so hard to be perfect and what that was, you know, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I don't I don't know that I remember specifically what cr- created that thought, but I remember so I've been in direct sales for 10 years now and I found my life coach because he branded himself as someone who helps people in my company. And I wanted to be successful in that company more than I wanted to breathe. And mm. I had, you know, I'd started the company nine months later, I, I got pregnant 19 days after my son was born, I became a leader in the company. I earned a car a month after that. And when I split from my ex-husband, 
everything that I was proud of up until that point, like being a military wife, being a wife in general, driving a free car with the company, being a leader in the company and being a mom, every single one of those things was just stripped away. Wow. Because one by one, they were going away and I was still a mom, but I felt like an awful mom. And so fast forward a couple of years, I met this coach and I was you know, feeling really good about this business. And he was doing a live presentation with my, with my area. And I just remember whatever it was he was talking about, this thought just popped into my head that who I've been trying to be is everyone else's perfect version of myself. Wow. And like, I wouldn't want to go to a party if I didn't know more than three people there, I had to know at least three people to go to a party because Mm -hmm. God forbid I'd be alone and have to fit you, you know, you talk to me and I have to figure out who you are and how to be what you want me to be. You know, I'm a very social butterfly. (laughs) So it was hard because it's hard to be a social butterfly and try to be everybody else's perfect version of your, yeah. 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 So what did that look like for you? Once you had that realization, what changed after that? Or what, what did your journey look like in the following days or weeks or months or years? I don't know what that, you know, timeframe looks like for you, but what, it's been an evolution over, over the last four years, I think. And it's just been more unapologetically being me. Mm. And for example, I gave a webinar about mom guilt last month and I was asking my peer coaches for some feedback and the comment that all three people who went commented was you're so you like you had this disruptive thing happen, but it didn't disrupt your, your webinar. Like (laughs) I started the webinar it was on somebody else's Zoom. She didn't show up. So it didn't make me host. Oh. And so I couldn't share my screen. It was like, and it's, it was, it was disruptive, but yeah, it was like, well, this happens and whatever, we're going to keep going. We're going to do the best that we can. My son showed up during the webinar, which is fine because it was a webinar for moms. But I realized in that moment, I was like, oh, it's really hard for me to talk while he's sitting on my lap. Okay, bud, go go play. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to do the thing you're not supposed to do, which is (laughs) kick you out of (laughs) here very publicly. I love to laugh and memes are hysterical. And if I can, like, I will use a meme to relate what Mm. we're talking about to... You know, if I, if I, if I've seen a meme that relates, I'm going to tell you about the meme or yeah. I'm going to, sh- or I'm going to pull it up because like I have a million of them saved in my phone and, <laughs> and, but I, like, that was one thing that somebody said is she said, I love when you use your sarcasm inside mm. your content. And I have a pretty heavy topic that I talk about yeah. mom guilt And so one of the things that I say is said in my program is like, okay, how do you get rid of mom guilt? Well, you can't, it's just something you have to suffer with. So enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's not true. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's funny. That kind of feels that way sometimes, though. <laughs> it does feel that way, which is why, yeah. like, that, which is why it's extra funny because you think that I'm giving you hope and then I'm not. And then right. I take that hope away. <laughs> okay. So, thinking about mom guilt, and you have your own podcast, and I want to know how all of this plays together for you in finding your most true self or becoming your most true self. What did that mean for you as a mom? My journey as a mom has been an interesting one. Like I'm in love with my journey only because I know I can't change it. <laughs> like my journey is sad to me because I love my son so much that I wish every moment of, of parenthood was perfect. Like I yeah. still have the desire for everything to be perfect. Yeah. Um, and I know that it's not possible and I know that, you know, stuff happens and I know that I was doing the best I could with the tools and awareness that I had yeah. at the time. And yeah. I like to go a step further and just say, I absolutely love my story because mm. it's brought me to where I'm at. And, you know, my, my son and I, the thing that I came over overcame with my guilt was we had an incident with a babysitter where he, she was inappropriate with him and I did all the things that you're supposed to do as a mom in that situation with the police report. And I called child protective services because she was 13. And there's no way that a 13 year old girl does that to a, a four year old boy if it hasn't been done to her. And so I was concerned yeah. about her too. I got him into counseling and I did everything except think about me <laughs> in hmm. that situation. And so yeah. for two years, the guilt of I let that happen weighed on me. Yeah. And it wasn't until I was able to change the way that I looked at it, have compassion for myself, understand that, you know, I didn't have a crystal ball. I didn't know that was going to happen. If I did, obviously I wouldn't have let it. And it wasn't until I let that go that I realized what it was doing with my relationship with him. My son is a cuddler and he, every morning he wakes up and no matter where I am in the house, he comes and sits on my lap. Mm -hmm. And when I was feeling guilty, I was pushing him off about five seconds into the snuggle Wow! because something else needed to be done. Wow. And I mean, doing the dishes and folding yeah. the laundry and right. making lunch and, you know, all the things that you, good moms do. Right. <laughs> when my, I asked him one time, I'm real, I love the love languages there. It, it, I, I just love them so much. And I asked him, how do you feel the most loved? What does mommy do to make you feel the most loved? And that was an intuitive question. I don't know that anybody told me to ask that question. And he said, I feel the most loved when you snuggle me. Mm. And it was like, oh, that's the thing I'm doing the least. <laughs> <laughs> but when I let go of the guilt, that snuggling was so much easier. Wow. And so I think that part of being your true authentic self is accepting who you are, accepting the mistakes that you've made. Yes. Being transparent with yourself and others. 
And when you do those things, it makes you a better parent, which is what my podcast is about is self-healing to become a better parent. And, you know, that's, that's how it changed my parenting. And that's yeah. how being who I am has allowed me, cause I have this defense mechanism where I'm going to leave you before you have a chance to leave me. And, I know that one. <laughs> right. And I like I still feel it now. I have a friend going through marital stuff and and they have to wait six months before they can separate. And I was like, ugh, I just want to I your marriage makes me want to leave right now. Like uh, <laughs> so yeah. that still exists inside. Yeah. But I was imagining him coming back to me someday and being angry at me that I didn't protect him. And mm -hmm. I love that kid more than life itself. And the, uh, the thought that someday he's going to come back and resent me was killing me. And wow. there was no way I was going to let him hurt me that way. So I was going to keep him at arm's length, which creates yeah. that whole problem. So thank you, brain. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, that kind of shame loop is so powerful because it really does keep us stuck in patterns that we may not even be aware of, or we may not be aware of how they're impacting us or our kids. Yeah. That's rough. Yep. I have been in that shame loop many, many times too. So I certainly get that. I love, you know, listening to the way that you talk about your son and how you interact with him. I love that you are making space for him to be his most true self. You're not going to him and saying, you know, this is how I'm going to show you love. You're asking him, how do you feel the most loved? I really think that that's powerful for our kids. I think that's powerful for us to be able to sit down and listen to ourselves. You know, how do we yeah. feel the most loved? Yeah. I think that's a really important question that we even be asking ourselves. It's a, like, that's a good journal prompt. You actually prompt. reminded me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and you actually reminded me of where that thought came from uh, to ask him. It was because at some point I realized that my dad and I were speaking different love languages mm. and, and it was through some coaching exercise that I, that I realized this. And, you know, I was thinking my dad was showing me love in his love language. And I wasn't receiving it because it wasn't my love language. I wonder if this is happening with my son. And wow. that's why I asked him. And I wrote a whole blog about it too. <laughs> I love that. Okay. So what's your blog in case someone wants to go read that? Yeah. So we can also put it in the show notes, but I'll let absolutely. you go ahead and say it there. Yeah. So it's on my website. It's alishalyons.com, A-L-Y-S-I-A-L-Y-O-N-S.com. It's one of the very first ones that I did. So you'll have to scroll a bit. Okay. <laughs> and I, and all of my blogs are in the form of a, a question. And I don't remember what question I wrote, but it's something about the love languages. And I, okay. I, I really do think it's like the second one I posted. <laughs> it might've been the third. Okay. <laughs> So that shouldn't be too tough to find. Okay. And we'll try to link to that in the show notes as well. Yeah. Um, okay. So tell me a little bit about what you're doing now. So now that I let go of my mom guilt, I've actually found a way to do, to really parent guilt-free. I have a passion for moms 
who are feeling guilty. I have been over the last six months to two years, I've been interviewing moms and asking, you know, a series of questions really to get inside your head and, and really understand what moms are looking for. And one of the questions that I've asked is, what do you want most in your life right now? And the answer for, I would say all of them is peace. (laughs) And so I'm really playing around with the, this idea of having an acronym for peace, but the things that are stealing our peace and it's, you know, things like chaos and our relationships, guilt, money, and there's something else that I'm forgetting. It'll come to me though. And so I just work with moms on realigning and figuring out how to create peace in their life, Mm. because I really feel like that's something that I've created. And it's through, I think self-care is the one that I forgot. And it's through self-care and it's through knowing yourself. And like one of the things that probably would make another mom feel super guilty is that I need one day a week where I don't have to worry about anybody but myself. (laughs) (laughs) Like I, I used to have a story where I can't take care of more than one thing at once. And so I learned that that was a story that that was just a lie I was telling myself when my boyfriend was hit by a semi truck and he was laid up for a couple months. So I was taking care of him. I was taking care of my son. I was taking care of our cat. I have two now, but I was taking care of our one cat at the time and myself. So I was like, Oh, I can take care of more than one thing at once. I don't (laughs) like it all that much, but (laughs) so having one day a week where my son goes and spends the night with grandma and it's not a necessity in my schedule per se. It's not a necessity for work, but it's a necessity for like my soul and my happiness and my peace. Yeah. You know, and so that's what I do for other women, for moms to really help them figure out what their peace is. And, you know, it's not always shipping the kids off, but, you know, it's one of those five things is, is part of it, if not all of them. That's really powerful because as you were listing this, so will you list them again? Because I think I feel money. Self-care. Yeah, so guilt, finances, our relationships, mm-hmm. self-care, and I i always forget one. It's not always the same Is it one. chaos? Chaos. So, I remember you said that, yeah. Thank yeah, so there's the this. chaos in our life, like the yeah. things that happen that are beyond our control, when really like there's things that we could do, routines that we could set up, you know, little things that we can tweak the way we think about where we do them in our day, you know, all those kinds of things, our relationships, communication is so huge inside relationships. And I'm a, I'm a communication geek. I (laughs) love, (laughs) like, I love there's so much more to communication than you really, than you realize mom guilt. We've kind of talked about, you know, Mm -hmm. there's 
guilt is there to let you know it's just a notification. It's there to let you know that you are out of alignment. Something you've done or something that's happening is out of alignment with your values. And if you can't change the thing, then you change the way you think about the thing. So I'm a stay at home or I, I believe that a good mom works or, you know, is a stay at home mom, but I'm a single mom. So I have to work. Well, you're providing for your family and someone is taking care of their physical needs while you're taking care of other needs. Right. So that's one way of real looking around it. And I don't remember what the first three that I've said. So guilt. And did I say finances and (laughs) chaos, self-care? We're all familiar with self-care, but I think there is a big miscommunication about what self-care is. It's not just pampering. It's not getting your nails done. It's not taking a bubble bath. I mean, it can be those things, but that's not, it's not only those things. Yeah. And, you know, you do, you do writing. Like if, if writing is something that really ignites your soul the way that it ignites mine. I love to write, which is why yes. I started my coaching career with a blog. Then that's part of your self-care. Yes. You know, yeah. and then whatever the fifth one was. <laughs> that's okay. no, Those are all great. I think that's so helpful because there are, you know, when we look at whether in our conversations, conversations I've had with other women, I know you've already said, you know, conversations you've had, we do long for this piece. And that does look a little bit different for each one of us. But I love that you're kind of pinpointing that as the common denominator between many, many women. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about what is it like working with you as a coach? Awful. I'm sure it's terrible. (laughs) It's a lot like this. (laughs) I love it. I do one-on-one coaching because that's really what I've experienced the most. And when you're dealing with things like guilt and shame, you don't want another group of women listening to your deepest, darkest secrets. I've been in group coaching things and my something I still to this day hate is crying in front of other people. I will do it because I can't stop. <laughs> right? That makes it worse sometimes. Yeah, I, I I'm currently part of a mastermind where there's six of us and somebody said, "Do you feel safe now or comfortable now?" And I was like, "No, there's six people watching me cry." <laughs> you know, you know, but it's also it's important. It's it And so anyway, that's why I do one-on-one coaching. It's, and you know, we can pick three, six, three, three months, six months or a year. And, you know, for the most part, I listen to you (laughs) and you'd be surprised how many women just need to be heard. Yes. And, you know, I think especially when we're in relationships with certain kind of men, who don't want to listen. Yeah. Who don't want to validate our feelings. I'm blessed to not have that kind of relationship. I don't think that I could be in one like that anymore. Yeah. As my true authentic self, I don't think that that's the kind of relationship that I could be in. Yeah. Um, So I listen to you, you know, if we'll, we'll get to things like, 
like I'll help you get to know yourself, you know, and, and I don't judge. I've been there. I've been judged. It's terrible. (laughs) I grew up a pastor's daughter. I've been judged. (laughs) Yes, you have. (laughs) I remember just kind of a funny story offshoot, but we, when my husband was the senior pastor of a church, at one point this woman called and she was just so upset because my kids were like running through the back hallway of the church or something after church. And she just needed to complain and try to get my kids put into the place she thought they should be in. And Mm -hmm. I remember just asking her like, so are you calling so-and-so's mom? And what about this person's mom? And are you also calling this person's mom? Like, is this truly Mm -hmm. an issue or is this a, you don't like the way the pastor's kid is behaving issue. Mm -hmm. And that ended the conversation. Like it was done because it was not truly an issue for her. Being a pastor's kid is rough because people have crazy expectations for you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's funny be- that you mentioned that because when I was like four years old, <laughs> I used to crawl under the the pews of the church and yeah. I would like grab people's ankles. And <laughs> like, <laughs> I do not know how they let me do that. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> Especially so with funny. knowing who my stepmom is now, like yeah, my my neither one of my parents were disciplinarians, and they both married disciplinarians, and so like my my stepmom was like so by the book <laughs> that I don't know how I got away with that, or when I like or when I even stopped because. I, I have vivid memories of crawling under the pew, pews and grabbing people's ankles. And ev- I mean, everybody in that church just loved me because I was cute and, and, I, uh, and I was authentic. <laughs> and they weren't, you know, they, they weren't judgmental like, <laughs> like that lady. So funny. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So- I'm so glad that you put that, like, just from my little girl on inside, like, I'm so happy that you put that one in her place instead of lecturing your kids. No, thank you. Um, I feel like that's the one thing that I did really well when my kids were little was I was mama bear from day one. Mm. Like nobody was going to mess with my kids. Mm. That just like, there was no way in hell that that was happening. So other things that I certainly, what's that? I said, speaking of memes, there's a meme yes. about the mama bear and she goes, I'm not a mama bear. I'm a mama llama and I'm super nice. But if you mess with my kids, I'll kick you in the face. That's like that. amazing. And I need to see that. So oh, my younger you. daughter is obsessed with the llama llama books and she uh-huh. still calls me mama llama. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. I, yeah. I yelled at a librarian one time in the library because she yelled at my yeah. kids. So that didn't go well, but anyway. Yeah. Okay. Like I'm pretty chill, but I'll kick you in the face if you screw with my kids. That's the actual quote I found. That's on perfect. Google real quick. <laughs> I love that. I've not seen that one yet. Okay. So what would you say to somebody who is listening and is like, wow, I would love to be my most true self and find that four-year-old within who was grabbing people's ankles or the part of me that can laugh openly or speak my mind or whatever it is that they are resonating with, what would you say to them? It's like advice. I would, 
I would really say uh, run, don't walk (laughs) to find who you really are and be her. And I mean, if you think about how you behaved at four years old, like obviously we can't crawl around on the floor of the church and grab people's ankles. Speak for yourself. (laughs) Okay. Maybe you can. That's pretty much the only way you'd find me in church at this point. So (laughs) hiding under the pews, grabbing people. Okay. I'm sorry. I totally. No, you're, you're good. I, it's so rewarding to, to figure out who you are. And I mean, think about how sad it is that there are people who go to their grave, never really knowing who they really are. Yeah. I mean, we weren't put on this planet to be somebody else's perfect version of you. We were put on this planet to be you warts and all like (laughs) I actually also saw a meme that said something along the lines of, you know, God has a plan for your success and he's factored in your screw ups. Mm. You know, it's just, Oh, you mean I don't have to be perfect in order to get every, like everything that God has planned for me? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Gosh, there's so many layers of that perfect requirement that I feel like get peeled away the more that you find your true self. Yeah. And I mean, it's so funny to me that, so my podcast is called imperfect mommy in mm-hmm. you know better he or the better parenting through self-healing and i i my friend asked me the title and i sent that to her and i said it's it it's the accumulation of everything that's me i made up a word I yes. used a made up word in my title. You're not supposed to do that. You know, <laughs> I, I'm all about, you know, beca- being a better parent by being a better person. Yes. You know, yeah, you can read parenting books, but there's a lot of parenting books that t- that are wrong. Yeah. But also teach you how to manipulate your child's behavior instead of even looking at yourself. Yeah. And but the thing that I didn't realize about my title was that I used the word imperfect because I don't really resonate with the, the phrase of perfectly imperfect. Okay. That it, I don't, I, it's not my favorite. Like it's, yeah. it's nice, but it's not, it's not what I would want to use. But the fact that I put imperfect mommy, it was like, Holy cow. That was the, the, the old me is trying to be perfect for you. Yeah. And I was trying to like some of the times that I was the most mad at, at my son was when he was making me look like a bad mom. Yeah. I mean, I didn't care about his behavior. I cared what other people were thinking about me because of his behavior. Yep. And I resonate with that so much. (laughs) I have been there. (laughs) I mean, I just remember trying to leave the park 
I mean, we've both, we were talking about my son being on the spectrum, uh, the autism spectrum. And I mean, when he didn't want to leave the park, he did not want to leave the park. And this kid was strong. Yeah. Like, and I was trying to manhandle him into <laughs> this stroller. I think back of that at in horror now, but oh, I've been there. I know exactly um, what you're talking about. Yeah. Like they're strong at two. Yes, they and are. Loud. And <laughs> and he's screaming and I'm thinking, is does somebody think I'm kidnapping this kid? How come nobody's like coming over to me asking if this is actually my child? Yeah. Because, you know, and did the spawn is did I spawn Satan? What is happening right now? <laughs> what is happening? Yes, I have been in that situation way more times than I would like to count. I love in No Drama Discipline where they talk about the shark music and like fighting the shark music, all those voices in your head. That's really helpful for me. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you being on the podcast and sharing your story, being so vulnerable and transparent with your story and being willing to shine your light brightly on a path that can feel really dark for a lot of people. Yeah. And I really do say, I've said this more than once, that I didn't used to know who I was. And now I am so much of who I am that I can't even try to not be. Like, I don't know how to not be me anymore. Yeah. And I, you know, it kind of gets you in trouble sometimes when, when you're, you know, used to personal or used to working for yourself and then you're working for somebody else and you're like, (laughs) oh, did I just overshare? Sorry. (laughs) I use my first and middle name for that very purpose. I don't put my last name on social media for several reasons. One, because I talk a lot about my ex-husband and I just Mm. don't feel like there needs to be a direct line to him. Two, because I don't want that direct connection to my professional life. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I can certainly relate to that because on my podcast and just in other settings like that, I am... A lot more open. Well, my middle name is May Eileen. And so if I just used Alicia May Eileen, it's a question. I could put a question mark behind it. So <laughs> and Love if it. I was just to abbreviate it, then it would be Alicia M E. And it's like, okay, how self-centered are you? Like <laughs> Well, I use I Kelly Irene. But that's a total nod to me being my most true me. Right. <laughs> right. Well, thank you, Alicia, so much for this conversation and joining me today. Absolutely. I enjoyed it. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. You have so many options to choose from, and I love that you chose the Most True You podcast. You can support the podcast by subscribing and reviewing the podcast, particularly via iTunes. You can find out more information about our guests in the show notes, and you can find out more information about me on my website at ikellyirene.com and more information about the podcast at Most True you podcast.com until next week many blessings my friends